Hey crew, back on the podcast today. I've got uh, Johnny from PPS Gyms uh, joining me today. So I'll just let you introduce yourself, mate. Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, yeah, as mentioned, uh, I'm the founder of Physique Performance Specialist. Uh, we're private training facilities here in Perth. We've got four facilities, just opened our fourth one here in South Perth. Uh, we've been going for four and a half years now. Uh, doing a private personal training model, body transformation, strength training, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's been good fun, loving it. Awesome, man, love it. And um, what got you into the industry? Like, what started you off for you? Well, so I'm 33 now, man. Um, I've been a, I was a personal trainer for two and a half years before opening the facilities four and a half years ago. Before yeah. that, I was a construction estimator and a draftsman up until yeah. the age of 25. Uh, moved over here. From Perth, obviously, I'm sure you guys are aware by now. I'm a Kiwi by the accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moved over here, um, wanted to get off the desk, got passionate about fitness, transformed my body from a skinny kid to a slightly less skinny kid. <laughs> and then um, I, I, I guess I, I found a lot of benefit in my own self confidence and self belief. I, I changed as a person internally, not just physically. And I wanted to ha- share that joy with others to help others realize their potential. And I've always wanted to be in business, so the two passions of the helping others and becoming in business, it was just a natural transition to become a personal trainer with the aspiration of always wanting to have my own private facilities, and yeah. here we are, man. Um, four, yeah. four later, mate. That's wicked, eh? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, be, uh, I guess, uh, like, like, like in the gym, growth becomes pretty addictive, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. You just yeah, want to just find another level. Just the same with business, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I love it. Um, that's what I thought would be a great time to get you on board is just uh, you just opened up your fourth facility and you guys are currently, um, what's your locations for the people listening? Um, so my first baby, my first love was uh, PPS Morley. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, I guess, for all intents and purposes, we can call that our HQ. It's sort of like headquarters, right? Is that and just where then, all the Kiwis moved to uh, Morley or? What's that, sorry? Is that where all the Kiwis moved to Morley? Well, we all started Scarborough, man. You know. Oh we, yeah. We all Scarborough, and then, um, yeah. And as we start to as we start to grow up, and maybe not want to go out so much, and yeah. and, and 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 build our careers, we start to move inland. And yeah. uh, when I was a personal trainer, I was working out of Plus Fitness in Mount Lawley, just down the road. So I built my business, built my career and reputation in the Mount Lawley and Morley area. So that became the natural transition when I wanted to open my own facility in Morley. Um, and then from there, about a year later, we opened the second facility with one of my good friends and, and a mentor, old, old mentor of mine, Craig Dartnell. Uh, we opened that one in Yanjiba, down by Coburn, not yeah. to be confused with Yanchet, which many people do. Um, <laughs> and then not long after that, we opened up in Wanneroo, so in the northern suburbs, uh, with one of my coaches, uh, Jets. And then here we are a couple of years later in South Perth, so we've got Central, Morley, and then South Perth. We've got very south, Yangeba, and north Wanneroo. So we cover almost all um, all quarters of Perth. That's awesome, man. Like, you must have been driving in your day. I do, man. I do. So yeah. generally, because uh, Craig and Jets run Yangeba and Wanneroo, uh, they're partners in the business, and obviously they care just as much about their facilities as I do. Yeah, they that's do awesome. Run, they do yeah. an amazing job. They run it autonomously. Um, I've based most of my time at Morley over the years and growing that to the powerhouse it is today and then now I'm spending all my time full time at South Perth. Um, I wasn't training people for a couple of years because you know to grow a business you have to work on it not in it mm. so I, I, I scaled out of personal training became the business owner doing all the sales the marketing the systems but as we opened South Perth I wanted the challenge of being the front man on the floor and running the business from the ground up so I became the personal trainer um, so that's what I've been doing, man. Back on the tools, back on the yeah. tools, and uh, loving it. It's been great growing the community again yeah. from day one and being on the floor helping everyone out. And I'm very lucky to have a, such a great team of coaches at PPS who can do their jobs and, and help the business to allow me to do what I do. That's awesome, man. Um, just one of the questions there I wouldn't mind uh, bringing up, but how did you find the transition? Go for between, it, man. Yeah, how did you find the transition between going, like, you know, being that um, going from the business operator to business owner? Then getting back into it, like, did you find you um, you just loved it just as much? <laughs> oh, look, I guess, you know, like yourself, man, um, at, at heart, even being a business owner, I, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer, you know, at heart, underneath, or the foundation of what I do is just helping people, you know, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a just, I, I like to lead from the front, I like to be hands-on, 
So I think um, I, I relished the opportunity of getting back on the tools. Yeah. The initial transition going from personal trainer to business owner, though, that's hard. <laughs> you know, you've got to, you're bringing on a team, you've nurtured a community from day one, and you've got to get them to start trusting the people that you bring on board. Yeah. But it all comes from culture within the community. And if you can build a lot of trust and you can have a good culture, then your members are going to trust that who you bring on board is going to represent the business at the same level as you. Yes. And I've just been so lucky for everyone that's worked with me at PPS, current or past coaches, we've been very lucky the sort of people that we've attracted that have helped to grow the business and as a business owner you know you're looking to bring on coaches who are even better as you as a coach you know which is um which is which means they can add more value than you can as a coach which means you can do what you do best which is you know do the business stuff behind the scenes the boring stuff <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no that's awesome man like um that's a it's quite and, interesting and what about you man what how long have you been in the industry what what how, how do you go in the, um on the tools mate oh like oh it's been my fourth year now so four years in the industry yeah. and um mate i love it eh? it's just there's nothing else like i'm from new zealand too from uh Tauranga, bay of plenty um yeah and like my fiance is from Tauranga. oh really yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, no, I love it over there. <laughs> oh, mate, it's nice, eh? Hey? That's, uh, that's what Perth kind of reminds me of, like a bigger version of that. It's a bit more chill. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like, it's a very man, chill absolutely. vibe. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you from? Yeah. Oh, I'm from a small town, Central North Island, and, and um, it's called Tekawiti. Yeah. An hour south of Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say Hamilton to most people because no one knows where Tekawiti is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> popular. We're talking, I guess where I'm from and where, where we all grew up, Tekawiti is like population of 5,000 people, man. Yeah. So we're yeah. talking tiny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, come over to Perth and, and we come over to chase the lifestyle, but also the opportunities that Perth or Western Australia brings and that, that's, how we, that's how we're in this place we are today. I don't... I don't think we have the same opportunity if we stay back Definitely home, not, eh? <laughs> Definitely not. Like, yeah. um, I grew up most of my time in New Zealand. Like, I was born in Tauranga, but um, uh, Tyro out on the Coromandel Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, a little town. Just we a couple. Know all those places very well. Yeah, yeah. so you got Parnui and Tyro there. And, like, um, yeah, that's where I went to primary school, went to high school in Thames. And, yes, yeah, small towns, you know, real country vibes. So, when you come to the big city and yeah. got these opportunities, like, and you get to... Literally, like you know, yourself, you know, like um, I've been able to build myself, build my business from the ground up, and just just really yeah. thrive over here because it's know, just yeah. You know what, man? I, I think it I think it keeps us humble, though, hey, man. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Appreciate what we have, you know. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like big time, eh? especially when you come from little towns like that, and you see a lot of people yeah. just struggling. Like you see a lot of people struggle yeah. in those towns. Like um, you know, a lot of people on the dole. Um, a lot of people just friggin' in and out of drugs and rehab and shit and it, it makes you it makes you work hard too because you never want to have to go back to that sort of lifestyle so obviously yeah. and yeah. You, you said you've got a daughter as well so obviously yeah. you want to provide for her and make sure that she never has to grow up in that sort of lifestyle exactly and i think that's my motivator too like i don't have a family but i do have a fiance and obviously i don't want kids growing up in the same sort of situation that we had to you know yeah to grow up yeah. opportunity straight straight away yeah yeah because you watched that movie uh the what was it called um <laughs> Once were warriors, and it's like it's not far off from yeah. some of the shit that happens, <laughs> eh? Yeah, far look, out. It, yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of people who watch say Once were warriors, if they're not from New Zealand, they're probably like are horrified. They're like, oh my god, yeah, and we yeah. watch it and probably have a bit of a laugh. Like, yeah. you know, it's not funny, but yeah, it's, it's sort of pretty true, you know. Yeah, cook me some eggs, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely like. Yeah, like we didn't have much opportunity. I definitely didn't have it as bad as those guys did. Yeah. But it does depict what it's like to grow up in some places in New Zealand. So yeah, to come yeah. over here and have the opportunity to to make something of ourselves, yeah, we're really appreciative. Yeah, I mean, like out of all the places you could have moved in, like currently for the people listening any other year but year 2020, um, the rest of the country is in lockdown and struggling and, you know, we've got our gyms open, we're friggin' pumping, like can go to cafes, can go to the movie theatres, like all these things <laughs> yeah. that other, other places like Melbourne, for example, yeah. I felt a bit weird opening the gym after COVID, man. Like COVID just finished, or COVID hasn't finished, but obviously lockdown finished in Perth and we're allowed to open our gyms again. And it was only like one or two weeks later that I announced I was opening a new gym. I felt a little bit off about it, to be honest, because the rest of the world's struggling, their gyms are closed. I didn't know what people would think or if they just thought I was stupid for doing it. Like, what are you doing opening a gym, man? But I, I, I think... 
it's really important to find opportunity when we're going through times like that and to find the good and the bad. And I just saw an opportunity to open another gym yeah. um, in this area and take advantage of, you know, everyone's everyone's sudden thirst for health and fitness, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I felt, but to be honest, yeah, I felt a bit awkward about it, like announcing I was opening a gym and others were like, businesses were suffering, businesses are closing down and the rest of the world's not even allowed to go to the gym at the moment. It felt a bit weird. Eh? Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. I suppose that just speaks a lot about your personality. You're probably like, and that probably makes you really good at what you do, just being caring about um, other people as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that, that's what personal training's all about, you know, and it's yeah. about building relationships before you can get results for people, you know, get the relationship, yeah. build build trust, and then you can help them with their deadlifts and their squats and their food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, no, like you said, like, I could imagine um, it would have been, like, if anything, it probably would have been a good time to open up because there's a lot of places who would be struggling to pay their rent or their lease in commercial properties and you could probably negotiate better rates you could probably get better stuff in ways of like yeah. equipment people giving up their equipment so it like yeah it's probably a perfect time like perfect storm to was, do that man. yeah it was and obviously we, we, we had a great retention over COVID. our community sort of supported us the whole way yeah. and we reopened we had lots of new members coming on board and people just really appreciated training more and they appreciated what we did a lot, um, mm. you know, continue to appreciate what we did more. So it just actually seemed like COVID was actually of some, or the lockdown was of some benefit to our business. We learned a lot of lessons. We grew even stronger and we're able, able to come out of it with another facility on top of our existing. So we're able to grow our community on top, which is um, humbling. But again, it just comes down to teamwork and the support of our community. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, yeah, when you're talking about community like that, like what's your uh, what was your strategy, if you don't mind me asking, but what was your strategy over COVID to keep you guys, um, keep you guys afloat in ways of business and team spirit? Um, it was a bit weird, man. So for those that don't know, like, PPS, what we do, we do we do strength, like, and and that's how we've met. We've competed on the platform together yep, yep. Uh, back in your early days of, of coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're First a big unit, yeah. big unit then, obviously, and yeah. you've come even further since then. Obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Jez. <laughs> but um, look, what we do, what we do, man, like squat, bench, deadlift, right? Like that's that, that's our thing. We help people get strong. Yeah. And then suddenly COVID hit, and not everyone has a combo rack, carbide plates, and a barbell in their lounge, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had to. We leased all our equipment out to our members. We had to equip them, um, but we had to switch very quickly and adapt to more of a high intensity circuit style of training that we could yes. perform over Zoom. So it took a lot of trust because we had to go from preaching strength only, barbells, yeah. dumbbells, like heavy lifts, to quickly adapting and teaching people, hey, look, we're going to high intensity Zoom based circuit training. Um, you know, it, it was really weird to, to this suddenly change our change our tune on what we like to preach <laughs> yeah but i guess it was it's not it's not that we have to preach a specific style of training but our community stuck by us they supported us they it probably wasn't ideal for them either but it was really awesome to see through the tv screen our members getting together and supporting each other no matter what style of training it was they just really appreciated each other and i think they tuned in just to see each other and connect and keep themselves mentally sane more than just physically fit you know so that's what we did, man. We leased out our gym equipment. We did Zoom-based workouts. Uh, we did Facebook Live three times a week to stay in touch with our community. Um, and we just continued to grow even stronger relationships. And that was a great example of relationships becoming before results because that's what matters to people more than the actual output that they were getting from their training and nutrition. Mate, that's that's awesome, mate. And like it says, it says a lot about your leadership and the ways you can lead your team and like, um, carry on that trust, especially when you've got people who are so, um, cause you know, it's like if people like squat bench dead, they don't want to do any hit style training or like 15 or 20 reps. Oh, they're like, what is man, this? <laughs> I, I got this thing in the gym. It's like, we've got this, like, and, and, and this isn't prejudice for anyone listening. But yeah. We have like a no burpee policy. At PPS. We, don't do, we don't do burpees. Right? Yeah. That's just not what we do. And then suddenly it's like, Hey, guess what guys? you're going to go from doing deadlifts <laughs> squat and bench three times a week to training behind a TV screen and potentially doing movements like burpees, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that, that's us. We're sort of like a no-cardio type place, you know? But, yeah. like, again, it's not about the training. It's about the community. It's about the relationships and the culture. The training secondary to that. And we had... Yeah. It was just funny to, to go from that twist and, twist and um, our, our beliefs, I guess, but... Uh, 
really thankful that they stuck by us and we came out of it stronger. And then when we reopened, our members finally got to touch a barbell again. You could see how much it meant to them. Eh? You yeah, they, yeah. They could, you could tell they, they were getting over that lockdown train, I could tell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So you just feel... What about you, man? What did you do over lockdown? Mate, same what thing. What did you do with your clients? So I had um, the booking system I used, they um, like just literally the week before COVID because it's a, it's an American-based system, they released uh, a connective thing in there where you can do your bookings via, it's a, it's a, it's actually a physiotherapy um, booking system, Clinico. And so they had like video. Yeah, I, know the, I know the system. Yeah, yeah. So it had yeah. the, um, had the telehealth um, video thing through there. So I just um, switched, yeah. just linked that into all my appointments and just did the one-on-ones via that. Did the group sessions oh, yeah. via, um, via that as well. And then just had, lucky enough, I had my home gym, which I could just hire out for 10 bucks per 45 minutes. Um, and let people yeah. come in and use it, just one person in there, and they just give it a clean and wipe, and off they go. Um, yeah, yeah, that just kept me, that just kept me going, eh? Um, yeah. That's that awesome, good. man. And, um, and, and I guess as leaders, it just makes you step up, you know, like yeah. you can either yeah. sink or swim, right? And yeah. I'm really grateful um, for the, the coaches amongst our community, like not unlike any other business, I guess my first priority in any team I'm listening to ever has to go through it was to look after my team. That I yeah. told them from day one, you guys aren't going anywhere. We're not going to let you go. You're going to be looked after because we're going to get through COVID. And when we reopen after COVID, I want you guys to be there. I can't replace you. It's not that yeah, easy you know, to find good coaches like you guys. So yeah. I'll do whatever it takes to keep you on board. And they just all stepped up like across all three facilities at the time. They did an amazing job and, and really have them to thank for us getting through it and then being able to, able to open another facility. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. If you don't mind yes, I noticed, um, I noticed after COVID, like when the gyms reopened, all these gyms were looking for coaches again. They clearly sort of like might have let a lot of people go. I'm like, man, that's, so bad. that's bad for culture. You know, I know 100%. businesses got to do what they got to do, but in some instances, I think some cause might have been made a good faster than they had to be, you know. So, and a, and a business is personal as ours. I think you got to look after your coaches. Yeah, because again, like, you know, people come to see those coaches. And if those coaches aren't there, they'll yeah. be like, well, you know, I'll follow that. Like, potentially, um, and I was speaking to another friend of mine who went through a similar thing. Um, and he said, like, you know, when he had a coach leave, he'd have, you know, 40 or 50 members go with him as well because that's, uh, that's a community yeah, built. They yeah. built it so strongly around their trainers being the face of the business. And then when their trainers left, which is like, which is like any industry, right? People always move on. Um, mm. It's just, uh, yeah. Well, it's not, it's, not, it's not rocket science, right? Personal training is personal. So it's all about yeah. the people. It's about the person involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and if you take care of those people and make sure they're, they're doing well, like, again. I, it does, man. Yeah. And business is about people. You look after the people. That's where your culture is. That's yeah. what keeps the wheels ticking over every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, very cool, very cool. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting that you said about how, you know, there's a lot of people that went under during that time that didn't know how to adapt. And like, I think that's that's the key in any business, right? It's just constantly being able to adapt mm. and not be not be stubborn. Like, you know, not be stubborn or set in your ways well, about any one thing. I guess the, the classic example that is always, uh, when Netflix came out, Blockbuster went under, right? Because blockbusters in the depth, they still try to rent DVDs. Now, what <laughs> was streaming it for ten bucks a month, you know? Yeah, it's like it's fourteen dollars yeah, a DVD. <laughs> yeah. And where I, where I was in Morley, where the first gym is, that we had one of the last blockbusters in Morley, um, but in, in Australia was open and only just recently shut down. But yeah. that's a classic example, right? You got to read, you got to read the writing on the wall and adapt, yeah. adapt. And we're pretty lucky in personal training. I mean. When it comes to gratitude, one thing I expressed gratitude for when we did this drill uh, with our coaches was for being in the fitness industry because it's so versatile, it's so adaptive. You've got no real excuse not to be able to adapt to the circumstances in our industry yes. because all you need is two people. You need a coach and a client. Yeah. What happens in between those two people, the training method, the delivery, the systems, that can be that can adapt a lot easier than some other businesses can, you know. So 100%. we're really lucky to be in the industry we are, you know, so there's no real yeah. excuse not to be able to adapt as long as um as long as you stay humble and let your let your some of your beliefs slide uh, not beliefs slide, but as long as you're willing to change and willing to accept, you know, to, to, to maneuver yourself around these sort of barriers. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Can't agree more. And like, like I said, I think one of my first mentors um, back when I used to work in, I used to be a high coordinator for a company called Access High over in um, Canyonville. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know the one? Access High. No, we, 
Were you a Kiwi? Is that scaffolding or? No, that's uh, funny. It's, um, it's actually owned by a Kiwi, but um, they're a base over in Cannonvale there, and it's uh, elevated oh, work yeah. platforms. And um, oh, okay, yeah, and this guy named John Jones. I was going to say that's pretty. I was going to say, it's pretty cliche if you were a Kiwi scappy, man. Oh, mate, yeah, it would be, eh? Um, but, yeah, anyway, so I sat, <laughs> I sat down with him. Um, interesting story about him was he, um, over 13 years, he went from not being able to pay his kids' school fees to half a billion dollar company. And I said to him, yeah. I said to him, I was like, what was, uh, what is the, you know, what, what, how did you do it? Um, and he said, like, you just got to be humble. And you just gotta put your head down and work. Yeah. And um, just another thing he said yeah. was visualize, um, you know, journal and just make sure you see what you wanna do. Like whatever it is you wanna do, just have that vision always. Um, but yeah, that's something that you just said then about being humble, which I think is so, so important. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm sort of grateful from the sort of places that we might be from, man, is um, just appreciating, it helps you appreciate things a lot more sometimes, you know, and that's what keeps you humble. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and with that too, what you were just saying, like, it is really important in business to be very clear on your why, what your business values are, what the culture is within your business, and that's what keeps motivating you, that's what keeps driving you, you know? So you go through COVID, you get shut down, just go back to remembering why you're in it in the first place, who you're trying to help, you know, what your values are, and it's, it stops you from wavering, you know? It's, it's, it, gets you, it gets you up in the morning on days where you really don't want to get up again, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I think I've never... In the four years I've been doing this PT, there's never been a Monday where I've woken up and gone, fuck, I don't want to go to work today. It's like, usually no, I get no, to, no. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you... Well, I, I, stopped calling, I stopped calling it work a long time ago, you know, because yeah. I, I also appreciate that we, we work long hours and, and we definitely work hard, but I also appreciate there's very hard jobs out there that I'd rather not be doing as well. So right, 100%, I never yeah. complain about the opportunities presented to us in the fitness industry. I know some boys and, and girls out there who work some hard jobs, you know. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. yeah, like one of my first jobs was uh, laying cable for Underground Power. And, <laughs> yeah, just digging, you know, digging two, three deep meter trenches by hand and laying down cable and hauling yeah. cable and just, like, no, it's, it's real it's shit work. Yeah, it's definitely worse jobs we could be doing, man. I, I stopped right. calling this work. I stopped calling it a job a very, very long time ago, and I would, yeah, I would never give up what we do, you know. So yeah, I love that, man. What do you um just for people listening, but like, what's your um what do you call it now? Like, what do you refer it as? Like your passion, or do you have a specific thing in mind? Uh, it's just it's just what I do, man. It's just, just what it's you just do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's what I am. You know, I'm I, you know Johnny on Instagram, Johnny PBS Gyms. Like, I, yeah. that's just that's just who I am. You know, I'm. Um, my, my whole life's involved with it. Uh, I wake up every day. I'm passionate. I'm so happy to be here. Yep. I wake up and sort of, I'm not a great sleeper like most, I guess, most uh, busy-minded entrepreneurs or business yeah, people. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. I wake up, wake up three o'clock most mornings, tossing and turning. And my fiance always wonders how I wake up with so much energy and so much <laughs> passion. It's just, I'd rather, I actually can't wait for the morning to start so I can just go and start another day and, and, and keep the wheels moving and keep helping people, you know, it's sort of, you know, I can't wait to go to sleep so I can wake up and start another day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. As cheesy as it sounds, man, as cheesy as it all sounds, like that's just, it's just, I, I don't have a title or anything, it's just what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that, man, love it, 100%. Um, yeah, one of the things you're saying there is just about, like, you find once you got that passion and once you, once you just, it just becomes second nature. Like, I think someone, yeah. one of my clients asked me the other day, I put up a post about how the work-life balance is a myth. He's like, why is that? And I was saying, it's just because, it, like, the work is my life. Like, that is, it's just what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, uh, there's and, no separation. Not in, a, not in a sad way, you know. Like, yeah. a lot of people would be like, oh, man, you need to switch off and, or you, you need something else in your life. Like, I, my cup gets filled in so many places and all that. Yeah. But it's not in, a, not in a sad, like, oh, this guy's got nothing else going on in his life. It's just like, man, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just what I do. I just... And that happy and passionate about helping people, not only clients but also coaches and spending time with the entire community. You know. Yes. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. That's a good point too. I wouldn't mind um, just picking your brain a bit uh, more so for the listeners out there, other PTs, other people trying to aspire for what you've done. But like, what's your best advice for them to get out there and um, get started? Uh, into the personal training industry as a whole, or to open their own gym? Like, we're, we're let's start with personal training, then we'll go. We'll go across to the gyms. Oh, 
I think with anything, like again, like you're getting into personal training, so it is about the person, it's about the people. So you need to be really clear on, first off, who you are, what your personal values are, and what sort of business you're bringing to the fitness industry. Like what are you marketing um, and who are you trying to speak to? You know, a lot of personal trainers will get into the industry and most for financial reasons and for the very reason that they're not clear on their business model is they'll just try and help anyone. And that's cool, but just remember, you're up against millions of other people who are becoming qualified from a 12-week cert every single day. So how are you going to set yourself apart? Who are you? Who are you speaking to? And what are you going to do differently? I think it's really important. That's just that's the same with any business. You're, you know, any business starts with core values, core mission, their why, all that sort of stuff. And I think that's where personal trainers need to start to separate themselves. And then... Same again, if you ever get to the place where you want to start your own facility, you need to be clear on why you want your own gym. Do you just want to put that on your Instagram title? Do you want to be Johnny who owns a gym? Or do you actually actually want to start a proper business? Because if you start your own gym, one of the first things that will happen, especially if you speak to a mentor, is they will tell you to stop being a personal trainer. Are Are you okay with that? Are you okay to stop training people? Are you capable of building a team? Because... That's when you need to step aside as being the front man and you bring a team on board and they grow the business for you as the personal trainers, you know. So there's those sort of questions that people should be asking themselves and it all just goes back to why you're doing it in the first place. Is it for likes on the gram or are you actually trying to make a difference? Are you trying to make an impact and how are you going to separate yourself from the thousands of other fitness people out there? Mate, that's some that's some solid advice. And I think one of the best advices I got from uh, another one of my mentors was um, a like doesn't equal a dollar. So focus no, on what focus on what makes the money because you know you need your money to pay your bills. You need your money to you know build a team, or you need your money for your facilities or your equipment, all that stuff. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Don't don't take the focus away from the likes and take the focus onto the which is you know similar to what you're saying about know your reason why because you've just done it for likes. You're probably gonna fail pretty quickly. Yeah, and that's it. And um, one thing I teach to all my coaches is. We measure the impact we have. We measure we measure what we're doing by the impact we're having on people, not by the amount of money in our bank account and not by the amount of likes we get on the gram. You know, yeah. and um, it, it, it actually, I went to a seminar when I first opened PPS. There were some really cool guys there, like Sebastian Orab, David yeah. Hayhow, uh, Marco Tobre, all these guys who had built very successful fitness businesses. And it was there where they told me that, hey, look you're probably following a lot of people on Instagram with huge, they have huge followings, they get lots of likes on their posts. I know a lot of these people personally, they do not make as much money as their Instagram profile would suggest. Yeah, because they yeah. know how to get likes, but they don't know how to run a business. They don't know how to market, sales, scale, grow, and actually train people, you know? So yeah. I think that correlates to us too. Like we've got four facilities across Perth. We have a huge impact on people every day, I'd like to think. And we probably only have 3,000 Instagram followers. Um, we have a very 3, good social people media watching what you do, though. Good feedback, but we definitely don't have the biggest number of following, or we don't get the, you know, we don't get as much attention as some of those other people might out there. So yeah. be clear on your why. Aim to make an impact. Aim to make an impact. Everything you do every day should have a positive impact on people around you and your business. I love that though, um, and that's what I was saying. Like I, I've just started doing that myself, just um, mentoring new personal trainers coming on board that are just starting off with their first Instagram account. I'm like, every single person started off with zero followers, right? And they're like, oh, I just hit my first hundred. Mm. Is that good? I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Like that's a hundred people who are watching what you do that will never seen what you do otherwise. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When you break it down to that perspective. Yeah, if you play the numbers game, there's 100 followers, maybe 30% of them you've got the potential to make a sale to. So you could yeah. still 33 people there who maybe could purchase something off you at a low exactly. barrier item maybe. You know, that's yeah. you don't need 100K followers to make 30 sales. And 30 sales for most personal trainers, that's them set for the year, you know. If yeah, exactly. those clients, that's heaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. When you look at like if your average client's bringing in anywhere between, you know, 5000 to $10,000 a year, you got 30 of those on board, yeah. you kind of, you got your, you know, you're probably plus, making, yeah. Plus all their friends as well, right? Because yeah. referrals is the other most important part of the business upon the most, upon the impact you're having on that individual. If you're not training their friends, then that's a big part of the business you're missing out on. And then that probably says something about 
your particular business if you're not training them and all their friends, you know, because referrals is probably the other greatest measure of success of you and your personal training business. That makes sense, man, 100%. Um, that's actually probably a good question, and this might just tie in with what you've already said, but may as well ask it for listeners, but um, so you've been in the industry is it for eight years now, is that right? Uh, six and a half years six now, and a half. I was a personal yep. trainer for two and a half, and then had the gym for four, so yeah, six and a half, yeah. Cool, man. Getting on a bit now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's still lifting heavy, mate, that's all that matters. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like 30 to 35 is like, or 36 is like the peak strength era, so... Um, yeah. Oh really? I, I feel like my I feel like my numbers have declined for every gym that I've opened. Like every, <laughs> my, my totals declined by ten to twenty kilos every facility I opened. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. Uh, but um, yeah, the question <laughs> the question I was going to come back to for the listeners is um, especially people new in the industry is how much do you think um social media has changed the way we market ourselves and um like how we run our business? Do you think that's had like an impact? Oh, hugely, hugely. So I guess, yeah, I was sort of made, might have been like bagging out the likes and all that earlier, but in all honesty, 90% of our business in terms of marketing is done over social media and we're like, it's huge. Um, yeah. I think, I think, especially in personal training, you need to be marketing through social media, okay? Um, yeah. Various reasons, but again, it goes back to the personal and personal training and social media is how we connect with people these days, okay? So you can't go stand out on the street and sell personal training. You have to connect with people through social media before they want to purchase of you. I just think the way that some people might market themselves on social media may not be congruent with what they're trying to achieve in business. Makes but sense. Social yeah. media is huge and it's paid a big impact to our growth here at PPS. What's interesting too is the way we market over social media has changed over the years. It very much used to be about um, the fitness model guy, the shirt off guy, the poses, the, the lifting and all that stuff on social media. Now I find social media, you get a lot more traction when you connect with people, where you be authentic, where you be yeah. genuine, where the personal trainer shares their stories and be vulnerable and authentic. Mm. I think that becomes a greater and stronger form of marketing through social media than just, you know, the, the topless photos, the, you know, the, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. No, that's, Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, and usually, usually, it's just marking yourself as a person on social media so people feel like they know you and can connect with you before even meeting you. That's the personal trainer, I think, or the gym, I think, that wins on social media now is when yeah. they make it about the people. Yeah, yeah, just show showcase the community within it. It is. It's like a, it's yeah, a new part. from an early day, too. I think it was... Um, Oh, if the book's called Ignite the Fire, I think it's one a lot of personal trainers should read. It might be from the Personal Trainer Development Center or John Goodman, I think his yep, name is. Yep. It's called Ignite yep. the Fire and the single most valuable piece of marketing advice in that book that I read in the early days is market to your clients, market to the people, don't market to other personal trainers. Mm. We get so caught up on judgment from other personal trainers when we market online or mentors that we put up content that applied that they might approve of. But Sally and Joe, your target clientele, who don't even know what a tricep is, they just think it's the back of your arm. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. They don't find it attractive. Yeah. You're using all this like you're using all this terminology and you're trying to attract likes from other PTs to yeah. show them how smart you are. Yeah. But your target clientele is going way over the top of their head. So that was a really cool piece of advice I read from the book Ignite the Fire. Yeah. It's interesting that because that, that's not something I, I've read previously, but I found out the hard way is I used to work like I used to work on my social media, like trying to showcase how much I knew, um, being like very like, yeah. oh, you know, look how much knowledge I have. And now that's like the last thing I put out because most people have no fucking idea what you're talking about. They've just got no clue. Like the and general look, population. And, and, and to be honest, they don't, they don't care either. Yeah, exactly. They don't, really <laughs> so don't care. What we, what we teach within the coaching community here is definitely the principles. Keep it stupid. Well, how impactful of a message can you deliver, whether it be teaching someone how to deadlift, teaching someone how to clean up their diet or whatever, mindset coaching. How, how can you get that message across with using as least words as possible? You yes. know? And it's very much the case that the master will keep it simple, whereas 
the person who doesn't quite know what they're talking about probably overcompensates by over delivering and keep and, and, and making it too technical yeah. you know but yeah it's, it's the person who knows the most in the room who can keep it as simple as possible it might not sound like they say much but they can get their message across in a way that others understand in their language not your language that's what makes you the master of coaching and communication I've got a I've got a pretty good example of that right when I was um when I was really shit uh, really terrible at deadlifting right um, I struggled with pull. I was like, I was sh- oh, this is like, this is back in 2016. So I was shocking at deadlift. And the way I used to coach people with <laughs> yeah. deadlifting was so complicated. I think back now, I'm like, what an idiot. But uh, now I just have like two or three cues <laughs> that do it all. Like they do yeah. what I need to. Like, you know, there might be the odd occasion where you get someone that you need a few more cues, but two or three cues gets the job done. And I used to make it so complicated. I'm like, yeah, that, that really is. makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> it's, there's some instances too where I'll just be as simple as I want you to walk up to that bar and pick it up. Yeah. And they pick it up and I'm like, oh wow, that was a deadlift. And I, I feel you on that one. When I used to coach the deadlift, I'll be putting on this Sebastian Orab like clinic, right? Yeah. Like gather and run around, put on this clinic. I'm like dropping the cues, the knowledge. I want you to engage your laps. I want you to break the bar, all this stuff. And I'll look up and people will be like staring at the wall, looking at their phone or just like looking all cross-eyed, you know? And I'm just like, oh, just shut up, John. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and you sort of you feel a bit disheartened because you're just dropping all this knowledge all this stuff and you look up and everybody's just like man what are you talking about just let me lift that weight would you yeah like yeah yeah no 100% and like um uh, another mentor of mine said like you know he had like a he had like a very um he had like if you looked at an A4 sheet of paper um that's how much knowledge he had and how much he actually uses would be like a thumbnail on the corner because he said that's all yeah. he actually needs. He said, like for most people, that's all you need. Like everything else might only refer to like one client that you see every now and then. Um, but majority of it is just the more simple you can keep it, um, the better results you can get. Yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Continue, and I think that does correlate with just the attention span of the world these days too. I find year by year we're just trying to we're trying to use we're trying to simplify things more and more as we go because people just don't have time or attention, probably in part to the amount of phone use we we, we yeah, take on board to to consume that much information anymore. Yeah. It just seems to be less and less as we go. And even with social media marketing and the posts we put up, we just dropped it right back, keeping it as simple as possible because you know, if you scroll social media, every third or fourth post is an advertisement. So you're just trying to captivate their attention in as short a time frame as possible. And that's the same with the information we're delivering as coaches now, I feel. 100%. Um, going back to marketing, one of your best ads that I saw was, um, and something that always stuck with me about you and your gyms, was um, you just sitting there talking about like, you know, people might say you're a meathead or they might say you're a gym junkie, <laughs> but I'm um, just talking like being really authentic and sp- explaining to people why that benefits you and why it benefits your community. I think that was like probably out of like all gym owners I've seen posting on social media, I think that was probably the most powerful one I've seen in ways of displaying what you're about and what you do. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I did get a lot of feedback on that too. And that, again, uh, I touched on it there. It just goes back to being authentic and just speaking to people at a lower level, at a level where, you know, I think a lot of fitness people do marketing and they talk down to people. They tell them what these people are doing wrong, what they should be doing, the this and the that and what they preach. Whereas people don't want to be told that they eat shit. They don't want to be told they that they can't do this properly. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they want people to connect with them on a level where we're just humans, you know, and I think that's where marketing is now. You need to just be, or be yourself, put down your walls, don't try and be this jacked up fitness guy or girl who's strong and perfect and never cheats on their diet. Just be real and be you. Yeah. People are drawn to that because it's personal training. You want to work with people, you know, they don't want to work with brick walls. Yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. You know, um, show, it's good to show some emotion now and then, you know, that's the yeah. way of the world these days is be authentic and just connect with people and authenticity is probably the number one quality of a great leader as well. And that's what we preach at PPS in terms of our leadership values and, and I teach all the guys is, man, don't come in here. It's okay to be vulnerable and just teach people that you can make mistakes as long as you learn from them and be better and start by teaching that by telling them the mistakes that you make and what you've learned from those mistakes. Lead, from, lead by example. I love that. Um, one of the one of the examples I could use for that, right, is um, 
being vulnerable is something like uh, I, I'm a lot more like that now than I used to be on my own social media. And I find mm-hmm. when people ask me now, like, oh, how do you, how do you like get more uh, traction on your social media? And I said, just show people how you are. And they're like, oh, what if people write negative comments or what if people judge me? I'm like, let them. Like, it's not going to... It's not going to hurt you. You've got a block button there if someone says something you really don't like. Like, just delete their comment yeah. and move on to the next. Like, focus on the people that give you feedback. Like, um, yeah. one, of the, one of these girls that posted something, and she was like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I like my butt in this photo. <clears throat> she posted, like, a, you know, she just done a booty workout. And she's, like, really proud of how, like, you know, her glutes, hamstrings, and quads were looking. And she's like, I want to post this photo. I'm scared so many people are going to judge me. She posted, and she got, like, um, for an account that had, like, you know, 200 followers, it got, like, uh, like a thousand people interact with it and like all these like shares mm. and like people just praising her and like I was just like see that's what it's about you just like you build you show people your fears and you show them your vulnerability um, you know whatever it is and people respond to that in a positive way more often than not absolutely man and um, I think it's just important to know especially if you're going to use social media for marketing as a personal trainer above anything it's just just understand that you're not you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Just yeah. like in life, if you walk into a room of a hundred people, you just there's just some people in that room who just aren't going to like you. It's yeah. just, you know, maybe not true for everyone, but for the most part, you just can't be everyone's cup of tea. Just accept that. That's why you become a personal trainer because you're going to market yourself and your business to the people who do want to drink from your tea. You know, yeah. um, and just understand that for every post you put up. 20 people will like it, five people will probably unfollow you, you know? So, yeah, like, that's you know, okay. opportunities there for yeah. them to unfollow you or troll you. It's just yeah. social media that will make it known because they can hide behind the screen and, and put bad comments. And out there in the real world, they'll just think it without saying it. But understand that if you're entering into this venture of social media marketing for personal trainers, you're not going to always be liked. It's just the way it is. 100%, just, man. You're going to help the people that you can help. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Like, and that's that's like life. Like, that's just fear of letting letting go of that fear of judgment, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that's a that's a good point. Like, you know, I find the more authentic you are, the more honest you are. It it separates you from people who aren't um, in ways of mm-hmm. like it, it really like it makes people who aren't quite uncomfortable to be around you, and you can you can almost notice that um, in ways of like. Uh, more so it's probably more on a personal level with your own friends for example or people that yeah, might be in your older circle um, you, you find once you start opening up like that people get a little bit uncomfortable with that and then the people who are who are more like that you you build a bigger better circle or better team if that makes sense yeah absolutely man and it, it was if you make anyone uncomfortable with acting a certain way probably because it highlights or makes them feel insecure about something that about themselves you know yeah and yeah. Um, it's that same thing again with authenticity who do you prefer, someone who's transparent and upfront or someone who's fake, you know what I mean? Um, nobody really wants a yes man in their lives because they don't provide the best advice. And if you're authentic, then more than likely people assume that you're gonna be more transparent with the advice and coaching advice that you give people. You're gonna tell them what they need to hear, not what they wanna hear, and that's what people want in a coach. Yes, no, I agree, 100%, man. I think that pretty much covered the social media question. Um, are you going yeah, okay for time? We're 40 minutes in, probably got another about 20 minutes, if that's yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, let's go into train now. So um, we've gone a bit about business, gone a bit about your backstory and social media. Let's go into your training, uh, your setup, and like how you, I don't know if you want to share about like how you set up your gyms with your training, like you said, you yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. more strength-based. Um, let's go into that. Yep. Yeah, awesome, man. So I guess I came from a one-on-one personal training background, you know, like small group, semi-private stuff wasn't really around much when I got into it. But um, coming from one-on-one, there's a few sort of limitations, right? First off, you can only help so many people in a, in a week when you train people one-on-one. And what I also found, being from a team sport background, now you, you, you look like the sort of bloke who probably who might have played a bit of rugby in your day, right? Mate, didn't have a choice, eh? <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah I didn't have a choice not like to play. Same, right? <laughs> you walked over a few guys my size. You're probably the sort of guy that trampled over me and probably why I don't play rugby anymore. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway... What, what you, you would appreciate the value of being in a team-based environment, you know, uh, being surrounded, the camaraderie, camaraderie of like-minded people, people in your circle that help you raise to be better, you know, you rise up to be better, the sum of the five people you hang out with, all that sort of stuff. So we took the one-on-one personal training model, the personal individualization of one-on-one, and we combined it with the small group team-based model. So we do semi-private training, we do six people per group at PPS, 
we're probably one of the few facilities that still does split male and female groups. So we do a male okay. program and a female program. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That allows us to, we still train at the same time. So if we do six people per group, that allows us to still train 12 people in a one hour time slot with two coaches. Um, which is cool, but it's still structured-based training. It's not just classes. You don't just turn up and do the WOD or the program of the day. We follow a month-to-month periodized strength program, run it through a mobile app like Trainerize, track your numbers, measure your weights, and we do a strength test every 12 weeks. And that's pretty much just how it works, man. And I think the beauty of it is it's got our one-on-one niche in there because we can work with people on a one-on-one level in a small group environment, make sure their form's correct, uh, make sure they're lifting the right weights for them and regress or progress the movements and whatnot. But in the community-based environment, it's not big enough where people feel like a number, but it's small enough where you know everyone's name, you know their story, and they connect with people. They train with these people every day of the week and they connect with them as if they're playing sports with them. They look forward to coming back to seeing them more than they even come back to see us. You know, It's all about the, it becomes herd accountability rather than just coach accountability, which people prefer a lot more. So. That's how it runs, man. Along with that, uh, there's a video going around on social media at the moment that we put out. It's called, Would You Like Fries With That? Uh, the simple analogy is when you buy a burger, you have to pay extra for fries and a drink. We don't believe in that at PPS. When I go, when I buy a burger, I want, I want to come with fries and a drink yeah. because who eats a burger without fries, right? I mean, why yeah. would you even get a burger without a drink and fries? Yeah, well, what's wrong you still be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we include, we include tailored nutrition, we're sports nutritionists, so we do... We do nutrition, we do body composition assessments, accountability, gym access, or just squashed into this one membership because average Joe Bloggs doesn't want to come to your gym, buy personal training, buy buy nutrition, then pay to use the gym, then pay to do body scans, all that stuff. They just want one and just tell me what the price is each week to help me get results. Not the price per product or the price per service. It's too much. I want to pay X a week yeah. and I want to see results. I don't care what's involved. Just put it into a package and that's what we do and that's our transformation package. Mate, simple as best. It really is. Like when you make it that, that's you it, make man. it that double, easy. Double cheeseburger. It's got the, the chips. It's got the yeah. drink. And it's sometimes oh, it's got dessert, you know? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And on another note, just on a side note, I see Varsity do that now. When you go to Varsity, you can, you know, it comes with the chips, which I think has been a great selling point for yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> 100%, man. Like, I agree. Like, um, yeah, especially with personal training, the more simple you can make it, like uh, like similar advice, I think it was um, from Mark October. I did one of his courses. I did two of his courses back in 2016. Um, mm. uh, and, you know, one of the things he said was um, a confused mind will always say no. So keep it simple. Yeah, yeah like um, I'm sure that's well, what's on us. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's the same. You can only, if you present people with choices that they that you don't want them to make, why present them at all? So for us, we'll present we'll present two choices when someone wants to come on board. Do you want to train on our silver or our gold package? And that's it. That's the only question they have to answer. Yeah. And the dictating term may not be the price, but it'll be the frequency on which they want to train with us. You know what I mean? Makes but if sense, I offer yeah. the bronze, the silver, the gold, the purple, the blonde, the, the, the platinum, you know, there, there's just too many options. Yeah. Just give them the two you want them to take and no other option, you know, and that's it. And people want life to be easy these days. We've already talked yeah. about our att- attention span. Just tell me, what do I need to pay to lose all this weight, get stronger and feel more confident? That's, you know, the, the products are, are secondary to the value and the results that I'm going to get from it. Love it, man. That pretty much covers that. And like, that's a, that's a really good point. And I suppose, you know, similar to myself, I'm still four years in the industry is still pretty young, but, um, like learning about how you've made, you've made a big impact, man, in four years. Oh, you thanks, man. You've made a big impact in four years. Yeah. yeah. Pressure, man. Just trying to, just trying to, you know, just help some people away, eh? help some people <laughs> lift some more weight. It's yeah, just, I awesome. love it, man. No, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, it's one of those things that so you're, 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 obviously, you're obviously mentoring other trainers and you've yeah, got yeah. a good following of clients and, and stuff. So you've obviously come along, come far in four years and stuff. So it's really cool to see. Thanks, man. Like I messed up plenty along, plenty of times along the way. That'll probably bring me into my next question, man. Like, um, what's uh? That's the only know, way to grow, right? Yeah, I want like again. You don't have to answer this, but this is more just for listeners to um, learn about you. But I'm happy like, to, man. what's yeah. some uh, what's some of your biggest mistakes you made along the way and things that you learned from them? Oh. I get asked this a lot, to be honest, and probably the first and biggest mistake I made along the way was opening the first facility without a mentor. And I didn't, and that I got a mentor eventually, but I should have got a mentor 
three to six months before I opened the first facility and I should have opened with a mentor. Okay, so I opened the gym based off my own following and just sure, sure, just, just passion and desire for it, just yeah. stubbornness, I guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it and it's happening, I don't care. Yeah. And I did it. And then nothing happened because I didn't have any clients. <laughs> and I didn't have any systems. I didn't have any marketing. For some reason, I opened this gym in Morley and I thought people were just going to walk down the street and join because I was Johnny from the gym. And <laughs> it didn't happen. So, and then when it did happen, I would get clients, but I wouldn't have enough systems to handle large volumes of clients coming in in one hit and, and all this sort of stuff that happens with business. So businesses, you know, sales, marketing, finance, and operations. I had I only had operations because I knew how to train people. But outside, so, so what I identified really quickly is that I should have had a mentor from day one. And I got a mentor. And he's been on your podcast, actually, Jack Zubalek from The Body Consultant. Yeah. He, uh, we, spent a good, we spent a good year together. Um, and what I learned in that year by following in the footsteps of someone who has done what I want to do, hence why I've got four facilities now, and that's exactly what Jack did, and B, has made the mistakes that I don't want to make, so obviously your mentor's already made the mistakes, he'll teach you how to avoid them, was invaluable. So that year that me and Jack spent together uh, working one-on-one as a mentor uh, just, yeah, changed the game. I would not have... Within a year, we, we opened our second and our third facility, so that that doesn't happen on your own. You need You need people around you to to learn from and people to mentor you. So that was probably the single biggest mistake I've made. Um, outside of that, just more arbitrary things, you know, just uh, probably, Operations. probably shit, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. outside of that, I think, yeah, um, outside of that, you just get the old cliche saying, I hate to do it to you, but all the mistakes I've made, I don't regret because they led me to the growth that we're at today. And that's the only yeah. way you learn is from making mistakes. But the dumbest thing I did was not have a mentor from day one because the growth I had from having a mentor, I wish I had sooner, but that's the way things worked out. So yeah, yeah. if you don't have a mentor and you want to grow your business, that's where you need to be. I love it, man. That pretty much wraps up. That's 50 minutes there. Um, anything else, any other messages you want to give out, like um, to uh, like about where to find you, how to get in contact with you, and listeners who want to come see you as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So we're pretty easy to find. Uh, Instagram, pbshq underscore gym. Myself, Johnny underscore PBS Gyms. Website, pbshq.com.au. Um, if, if anyone's listening and wants to elaborate anything, I'm always happy to answer Instagram messages or Facebook messages. Sometimes a little bit slow because I'll be busy putting out fires in the business and, and yeah. whatnot, but uh, I'm always happy to answer questions or take people on board for mentoring. Um, if you want to come just shadow some sessions in the gym and you're a young personal trainer and you want to see what how bigger facilities run, man, more than happy to just have you come tag along and, and check things out. You know, we're here not only to make an impact in the average Joe's lives in terms of health and fitness, but we're also looking to make an impact and help other personal trainers build a professional career. So any PTs or, or fitness studio owners out there who want to learn more, just message me, come along to the gym, shadow some sessions, spend a couple of, spend a couple of hours with us. It'll make it, it'll, it'll help you grow a lot and hopefully you'll learn a lot from it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on board, mate. I know it's been, uh, you've got a busy schedule and Monday's a bit of a whirlwind for you on a day, but uh, thank you and um, looking forward to catching up again. All right, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate your time.